and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. So it's post election, and uh, as we all know, Biden won every state. Those <laughs> results. No. That's not what I heard, Scott. I heard Trump won every state. Dude, <laughs> which channel heard, were you watching? I heard Kanye West uh, died. <laughs> he died, right? Wild that Joe Jorgensen His was assassinated. Again. <laughs> Kanye West died. Mm-hmm. And that only left the last two, Biden and Trump, to be voted for. That was it. They didn't win any electoral college votes. Yeah, it's crazy that Biden won and then gave all of his uh, delegates to uh, Bernie Sanders. He was just like, you know what? He's the right choice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Stop, Marty. I heard all the electoral college went to Asher Roth. <laughs> I do love, love electoral college. college. <laughs> We're recording this. It's it's October 25th. Why yeah. are you be Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, don't peel back the curtain so rapidly all right fine it's late october (laughs) 2019 of course they're gonna know where we live if we tell them when we're recording (laughs) yeah we're inside fisher burgers it's fishburgs (laughs) the basement of fish burgers fish burgers studios (laughs) coming at you live with all your novelty product song and movie talk this can of silly string goes out to janine from roger (laughs) Welcome to Spoof Goofs and Novelty Songs. The podcast uh, about dumb shit. Exclamation point. Question mark? <laughs> Parentheses. Equal sign, equal sign, equal sign, equal sign. Eight. <laughs> this week we are reviewing Borat subsequent movie film. A 2020 mockumentary sequel to the seminal mockumentary, Borat, starring Sasha Baron Cohen as the Kazakhstanian reporter and TV personality, Borat... Oh boy. Sajidev. This iteration began production in 2019 with rumors of Cohen appearing as Borat percolating around the United States and continued filming into the the COVID-19 pandemic in the summer of 2020. The project was finally formally announced... In September of 2020, many had assumed that that Baron Cohen would never return to the character, given that everyone recognizes him now. How could he possibly pull this off? Uh, Does he pull it off? We'll find out. This film has already been sued for fraud after including an interview with Holocaust survivor Judith Dim Evans, her heirs alleging that Cohen wasn't allowed to use her interview for commercial purposes. And quite famously... There is a point in this movie where Rudy Giuliani seemingly comes on to the character of Borat's daughter, played by Maria Bakalovov, I believe is her name. So, gentlemen, this movie just came out. Everyone's talking about it. It's, it's the hit of the year, I think. What are your thoughts on Borat 2? It's the hit of the year. People are saying that. <laughs> Who's saying? Who are these people? People, you know how everybody's talking about which movie is the hit of the year. Yeah, they're, they're saying it. About it. Tenet and this. <laughs> I haven't seen Tenet yet. No spoilers. I think it was the um, Apple TV Tom Hanks submarine movie. <laughs> do you guys, do you guys think Jeffrey Bezos knew what he was getting into when he signed <laughs> off on this film? 
Do you guys? He knew. He knew, hey, he knew if if I don't hire this guy, he's coming after me. Do you? Th- how do you think that happened? You think Sasha Baron Conan uh, dressed up as Tim Cook and went into uh, Jeff Bezos's office as like a prank, and he's like, "Hey, I'm making a movie, Apple TV Plus, and Amazon Prime hey, crossovers." Yes, uh, Tim Cook, baby, wants, baby. <laughs> uh, nope, they made the movie, and then Amazon bought it. Was about how it happened, unfortunately. Nope. Don't think so. Just poking the hole in the tire there. Uh, it was. I liked it. It was fun. I okay. My take. This is a, is mm-hmm. a steaming hot take. So you guys got your oven mitts on on your ears right now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, my I'm take not, is that this movie is like the El Camino, Breaking Bad El Camino of spoof movies because it's fine, but no one asked for it. We didn't need it, but to me, it felt like a platform for Sasha Baron Conan to denounce uh, some of the shit that he did in Borat 1. It's still not PC, but uh, Borat 2 is very clearly, like, left-leaning, like, it's not as uh, tongue-in-cheek as Borat 1, I feel like, about its political stance. Is how yes. I, it's my personal take is that Sasha Baron Cohen is like I need to use my leverage to get on a soapbox and announce denounce like all this garbage that's happening on the right side of things so it's my take I I think it's like I think you're completely right I think though the thing with Borat 1 I don't think Borat 1 was hiding how it felt at all but what it was making fun of was so less obviously bad whereas like the Trump era of conservative politics in america has been so much more blatantly terrible and dumb and shitty the bush era was just as evil and like worthy of being mocked but it was so much more subliminal that i think he had to be uh the bush pr team was much stronger they are just they were able to like yeah little are they more able to be more insidious where like again everybody you know it's that fucking tired ass like hack take we all had to hear in 2016 where they're like trump is going to be the best thing in the world for comedians and it's actually been yeah. like the worst like yeah. yeah um and that's why borat 2 was kind of underwhelming I'm surprised you. Guys, I I really thought it was funny though. I, no, I actually thought it, the comedy good. in it was really good. It's funny. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm about it. I just think that um, it felt preachy at times. You know, like I don't know. I don't yes. know how else to put it. Um, and I and I'm on that side of politics. Like I am with Sasha. And if I was in his shoes, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. Like I would try to denounce all that garbage that happened. When you said, like, Borat 1 wasn't as... Uh, to me, Borat 1 was... There was a lot of moments in Borat 1 that I think people were like, yeah, fuck Muslims, like, kind of yes, stuff. you're right. Like, that was the reaction. That wasn't the reaction that he was trying to solicit, but that was the reaction that he got out of the film. Borat 2 is not like... He, he really is no. like, I'm not going to mess this up. I'm not going to let people misinterpret this is how I feel about the second one. So I think you're right. Well, yeah, it's the Borat one a because this wasn't like a extremely widely recognized character, and b because he was just more subtle about it in his like performance and stuff. He he got people to 
sign on to saying like horrible shit and like reveal their true awful selves to the point where even people in the theater were like, Oh, this is funny because like it's, you could laugh on it. There was like a sort of like dumb guy level. You could laugh on it with, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I ignore my grammar. Uh, but fucking in, in this one, because a, he's, now super widely recognized and i think b like to to kelly's point he's um not being quite as subtle where you can you it's it's right the 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 point of view of the movie itself is uh less obscured in this one it's it's much more straight it's a very straightforward and kind of obvious movie mm-hmm. for the most part yeah but i think that the uh, the i think it, it forced them to do two things one, they had to come up with really uh, convoluted ways to justify why he's getting into costumes, which all that stuff I thought was really funny. And the inclusion of his daughter as a character, and she's really fucking good in this. Oh, yeah. And I think she, like, honestly, to me, all my favorite parts were all the parts with her. And the parts, the part towards the end of the movie where it's just Borat with the uh, COVID denier guys, the yeah. QAnon guys, is like that was my least entertaining part because that- it's just like, that's where it's just like, it's just obvious the whole time. But with her, like the babysitter stuff is so funny, I think. And I think all the stuff with like the uh, debutante's ball is like bananas. And all, I, I just think like the, the character of his daughter is really great in this movie. And the performance is so good. They had to find someone who was even more over the top than Sasha Baron Cohen and could play an even more ridiculous character. And I think she just nails it. I think all that stuff is like, it kind of carries the movie in my opinion. Yeah. I'm with you. I, the babysitter part is uh, akin to in Borat run when, when the driver's ed teacher is like, yes. he's, he's being polite, but he's saying like, no, that's not how we operate here. Like women have rights and we need to respect them. And like the babysitter yeah. character is in the same vein of like, she's preaching the correct things. Like she's handling it correctly without being rude. And you can't like blame people for not like, there's like a weird line of being polite with foreigners and people like ignorant people, I would say of mm-hmm. like, you don't, you can't expect like all the people that Borat interacts with to lash out and be like, no, stop it. Like, I don't know. Like I, in an ideal world. Yes. But I Is know there, I there are people who that. it's, there are all kinds of different uh, reactions people have. Like some are like, right. Like violently, like I don't even want to start a situation with you. And then other people are like, I'm going to be so polite that uh, I'll just agree with whatever crazy shit you have. Yeah. And then there are other people who are like, Oh, I also agree with this crazy shit right on dude. Right. And yeah, then right. the rarest one of all is right. The babysitter and the driving instructor where they're like, I will, patiently and gently correct you and those people it's funny to see those people who have those like you know pure enough souls to do that and then what's so funny what the daughter does is she keeps saying like exactly what the babysitter like needs to hear for it to go like once for for just for the babysitter to be like I can't believe this. Like, or just, and <laughs> yeah. we just get to see this like woman who just, you know, super like well-intentioned, like woman, just be like horrified one step at a time. Just like, Oh no. Like, yeah, yeah that's great. I think they also ran into an issue where they, this movie feels a little less alive than the first one too, because the first one, there's so many different people in the movie. And this one, I feel like they were clearly, I think kind of struggling to find people to do like, I have to imagine it was much harder to find like 
A, people who didn't know who Borat was, because there's some people who clearly they must have gone ahead. I'm assuming the producers go ahead and they try to find people who don't know who Borat is, because there's like the abortion clinic and all that stuff where like, uh, I think he's just, is he in regular costume in that scene? Maybe No, he's, no, he's, he's dressed as like uh, Tommy Chevrolet or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> His fake names were so, the other one was they like, so good. Like Gerard Safari or something like that. I think that. Uh, the daughter was Sarah uh, or Sarah Jessica, not Parker, but Sarah Jessica, yeah. like uh, Ponder or something like really close. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know what else to say. There's not a ton more to say. It's a pretty straightforward movie, but this movie has more of a narrative than the first one, too, which is like Borat becomes more accepting. And the end of the movie is that Kazakhstan becomes a feminist nation. Mm hmm. And the twist that Borat... They had the running uh, of the American, which I thought was like, yes. oh my god, so much more tasteful than the previous like, yeah. entries running of the Jew. Yeah. It's... It punches up more well, yeah, than it that's punches the, down in this See, movie. I will... Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. Okay, here's what I'm saying with... The reason that I like... I like Borat 1 better because it has the running of the Jew. Because, again, it's that thing that it's like satire. It's like It can be taken yeah. on two levels. Where, yeah, like, right. there's people in the theater, like, laughing at, like, you know... Uh, yeah look at the like backwards views that uh, people have in these countries. But then there's also people being just like, ha ha ha. It's like, so <laughs> like, I do think Jewish people are weird and different from me and look at this funny uh, caricature of that. And then there's also like um, the like American, like snobbery of like, Oh, people in third world countries are so right. like, uh, xenophobic but then look at the way that we treat Borat like there's like multiple yeah. levels to it where like this movie I yeah there, it didn't seem that there were like I, I thought the running of the American was like a good you know it's it's just a much uh, simpler version of kind of the same satire my, my problem with the running of the Jew is that it can be taken on that the level of people who enjoy it because they just don't like Jewish people for just anti-semitic people can enjoy that and I hate that aspect of it. Whereas, like, The Running of the American, everyone can enjoy that as far as I'm concerned. That's fine. I don't mind that at all. Like The people who liked The Running of the Jew just on face value probably were very mad about The Running of the Jew. They are the Americans. Good. They should that, be mad. That, Fuck them. They are, the, the, they are the spewing big head I Americans. I think it, it's, uh, it's what makes maybe the movie work better as like a narrative straightforward movie versus what makes the movie work better as a piece of satire or spoof, you might say. Uh, I think in Scott's argument, it would be that Borat 1 is like such an icon of a spoof satire movie. And this one is a little less toothless. It's a little more toothless, right? It's just like... I think it I think to your point, Kelly, I think it does work better in this movie to do the running for this movie specifically. It's definitely better that they went more more clear with what they were trying to get at, because I think it's uh, because the movie has such a clear narrative too. like if they had done something that was more. I don't know, mean spirited, like the first one, I think it just maybe would come off a little disingenuous almost. And it like needed to just be like a pretty like genuine movie for the most part i think they did the right made the right choice I, I, because here's my thing like the first one still exists you can still just enjoy that one this one's just a little bit kind of different and i think I my take is this one will age better than the other one not that the other one doesn't age super well i don't remember what we said about the first one when you watched it a couple months ago 
we I all know we all it. liked it, but I also <laughs> think that it didn't age as well as it could have. And um, I th- just think like the problem with it were that some of the bits could have been misconstrued as like this. Oh, they're making fun of Jewish people when that's not what he's going for. There's one point in this movie, though, where it does like he meets with the Holocaust survivor and he is excited because she confirms that the Holocaust happens. <laughs> and the whole thing is that Kazakhstan yeah, is very proud of the fact that the Holocaust right. happened. That's the one point in the movie. Scott laughed at it, but I actually don't get, I don't know why they included that in this movie. I think it's like, um, that's where it's like, who's the joke on there? Is the joke on the Holocaust survivor? I think the joke is on the idea that the internet is like spreading around falsities that it's not. Yes. That it hasn't happened. But well, because right. it's, it's playing on an earlier be. bit. Right. It's playing on an earlier yes. bit where his, his daughter tells him that she read on the Internet that the Holocaust never happened. And then he got really sad. Yeah. yeah right. Because his daughter <laughs> like okay. died. I'm coming around on it. Tube. Yeah. So that's, that's right. what I'm right. saying. It's it's if you, you have to have that uh, context for it to be fun. And then he's all happy again. But, and but then it's playing into this. Mo- oh, God, because it's this very like sweet moment where again, where it's I, I don't know. It's when he's pranking people based on their like good naturedness. It is like yeah. I think it's really funny, but it's also I get like how it could make people cringe it just because fit this, in this woman movie. this woman truly thinks that she's like converting a real anti-Semite and it's right. just he's doing a prank. He's doing the inverse, which is like you're confirming his anti-Semitism, which like again but like she doesn't know it's I don't know. Right. It's I guess and As that's bit, the other thing too bad. is not every bit is also not every bit has to be both a bit and I'm making like a concrete like political right. statement you're either. Because right, right. that's really fucking hard to do in the first place. Like I yeah. don't know. I don't know what I I'm just, saying. I no, I, 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 get I'm, I I think that is obviously both the Borat movies are not politically correct but i'd think that like they're still punching in the right direction overall yes yeah i agree with that i just think maybe that bit is like better suited in the first movie and doesn't really fit in this movie when the movie the is... funniest part of that scene to me was just his costume of what he thinks jews look like i don't know <sighs> yeah it's yeah. because he's so dumb because he's a he's so he's so fucking brainwashed and racist that he you know He's he's a cartoon like or uh, the, yeah so I don't know. here's it's like a weird thing how the first movie was him living in like third world country stone age information and then jumping to the information age in 2008 or 2000 yeah it was 2008 or 2007 that it came six, out 2006 2006 and then this movie is him living in the stone age working off of false information and then jumping to the disinformation age where it's like overwhelming. Mm. And I think it's a hot take, but I think a lot of people in America jumped from books and encyclopedias as places to access information to the internet full of lies. Like they skipped the part of the internet where it wasn't full of lies. It was like Mm -hmm. there were reputable sources and you knew how to access that. Right. There are a lot of Encarta. I'm going to offend a lot of our older (laughs) listeners here, but there are a lot of older people who didn't go through the high school system where we were told, hey, don't take information from like dot com websites, which like isn't really accurate anymore. But like having the ability to filter out false information is important for me in high school, uh, just for like one, like I think maybe like a week long segment in um, 
English class, we had like, yeah, a brief thing on media literacy. Um, and to Kelly's point, right. A lot of people, especially older people never got that at all. And media literacy, by the way, I didn't even, I I'm saying this cause I didn't know this until recently. Media literacy just means like being able to tell bullshit articles from real articles. Yeah. Um, but that's something that needs to be, t- that should be like a full on, like, you know, semester long course now, I think in high school, because we're in an age where that's a really important, like skilled, like it's like being, you know, able to wipe your ass and drive. Like if you're not good at this, it's harmful to everybody. Yeah. Good luck though. Cause as soon as like you teach a student that there's going to be a good chunk of those students that'll have parents that'll be like, you don't need to learn that. It's bullshit. Yeah. This, uh, movie ends with the big reveal is that Borat was used to spread COVID across the world. And the way they do this is they do the usual suspects thing where he's looking at chalkboard. He drops a coffee mug and says, Oh, Wawa, yeah, that is, that is <laughs> one of the, the best dramatic. The movie. Wawa, Wawa. <laughs> the dramatic oh my Wawa, God. Wawa. It's so good. It's so funny. The opening of this movie is also the first minute of this movie. He says, my wife, nice, not, and Wawa Wiwa in the same sentence, almost like he's like, let's get the catchphrases out of the way so I can yeah. make a movie. The only one yeah. he goes back to frequently is Wawa Wiwa, which like... He goes back to Wawa Wiwa, that's which is like the best a man- one, I think. Like because it can be delivered moment, so know? many ways. Yeah. Correct. And he does it dramatically when he finds out he delivered COVID to the whole world. Right, he does like a, a, just a small, I think earlier in the movie too, just a small like under the breath Wawa Wiwa. <laughs> he does yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's all do our best. We should have done this at the beginning. Let's all do our best Wawa Wiwa right now. The dramatic okay. reading. I'll go first. Okay. Wawa Wiwa. Wawa Wiwa. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's also a Tom Hanks cameo included in this section oh. of the movie, which was great. It's a great cameo. <laughs> that one got us. Scott and I, yeah. not to promote Jeff Bezos any more than I already have, but we <laughs> watched it via the Amazon Watch Beta. Which worked pretty well, except two of the people we yeah, watched Yeah, they made with. it just for us. Yeah. Everybody else got to watch the alpha. Uh, yeah, they made it just for us. Yeah. It, it worked pretty well, except we for we it watched it with a group of people, and two of the people that were watching it with us uh, didn't use like a web browser to use it, which you have to, to make it work properly. Oh. And they also like didn't have headphones, so they were just muted the whole time, but... I mean, is it necessary? Is, like, it's just like us listening to each other laugh every now and then. That was pretty much all it was. We didn't have, and it to made it all the richer. Yeah, because that's the thing. I don't want to, uh, people to talk while I'm watching a movie. <laughs> As a spoof, what did I give? I give it uh, point two less than whatever I gave Borat one. <laughs> and as a movie, also point two less than whatever I gave Borat one. As a movie, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It is more obvious. The dynamic of him and his daughter was really refreshing. It was a good way to spin the character, and they make for a great pair. I think their their dynamic is very entertaining. I would gladly watch this movie again just to see the scenes of the two of them together. As a spoof, Scott really did convince me on this. I lowered my spoof rating. I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. As a satire, it nails it once again. 
And as a parody, it nails it again. Like, it's a very good parody of mockumentaries, just like the first one. Or documentaries, just like the first one. I misspoke. Whoa. Um, But it is a little less edgy, and it's a little more just like a traditional movie, kind of. Um, So just a little less. As a movie, I give it a 7 out of 10 up until the election. After the election, it drops to a 5 out of 10. (laughs) I think this is like a super... Uh, it's like a movie that's just like, it's very relevant right now. And yeah, y- you know, it's, it's got hype around it because it's free with prime, which like, you got to know someone with a prime login that you can use to borrow it, to watch this movie. Um, as a spoof, I don't know, six out of 10, it's another mockumentary. It's, he, he does a really good job telling a story through documentary. He clearly like, uh, is Zen in the art of mockumentary filmmaking, I think, because the COVID aspect could not have been planned um, because it happened like midway through the movie and he's just like, all right, well, let's roll with it. So he did. And yeah, it was a, it's a fun movie. It's funny. I, I laughed quite a lot. So yeah. Hey, Mar- Martin. Yes. Do you have song? Do you have musical listening for us? You have mixed songs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gentlemen, this week's novelty song is My Humps by <laughs> Alanis Morissette? No. No. Fergie. Yes, that's right. This week's novelty song is a novelty cover. For in 2007, Alanis Morissette did a cover version of the Black Eyed Peas standard, seemingly as an April Fool's Day joke, which took the upbeat radio hit and turned it into a piano ballad, keeping the original lyrics. Well, that's fun. So without further ado... Here is Alanis Morissette's cover of My Humps. My Humps, when it was released, received many cover versions. Many were parody versions like this, making fun of how overtly sexual the lyrics are. Where do you two think the original Black Eyed Peas version of My Humps peaked on the Billboard? That was the number one. Number one with a bullet, baby. Would you both, would one of you care to change your answer? No, absolutely not, because I'm certain that I'm right. Kelly wins. It was number three on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. I can't believe it. I thought it would be number one, too. Alanis Morissette, we all know and love, had her massive hit album, Jagged Little Pill, which was her third studio album. It came out in 1995. She's never reached that peak since. But where did Jagged Little Pill peak on the Billboard Hot 100 album charts? Number one in our hearts. Number one with a bullet and in my heart. It is number one. It peaked at number one. She has never reached that again. So she had one number one hit album and then did not have another number one hit album. (laughs) Correct. Okay. It doesn't matter. That's more than most people. Uh, Yes. Why wouldn't you say that about anyone who's had a number one album? They've never (laughs) achieved that success again. (laughs) Pretty sure that's most musicians. Um, I've never had a number one hit. And you've never achieved that success again. What's the song... Uh, you ought to know is about Dave Coulier. Yes, mm-hmm. famously, cut it out. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> to go along with just the novelty. Show over that? What the fuck? All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I, my segment's quite long, so we should get to it. All right. Let's go. To go along with this week's cover song and the amount of costumes that Borat goes on in his uh, film that he is in. Yeah, the costumes he goes on. You, Scott and Kelly, have been invited to a costume party, but not just any costume party. A top secret costume party held in Los Angeles beneath the Hollywood sign. The letter for this party was sent anonymously, and upon arrival, you are both greeted at the door by a butler. So we're doing a little role the door to the here. Hollywood sign. You're, it's a it's a house underneath the Hollywood sign. Ah. It's an apartment underneath the Hollywood sign. The butler is going to greet you. Play along with me, fellas. Good evening, sirs Kelly and Scott. Hi. Hello. You were invited here to solve a mystery. There are seven guests inside, various costumes in this party. If you can ascertain their identity, you will win one million dollars. That is, whomever gets the most... Why are you holding your pinky to your mouth like that? (laughs) Whomever gets the most correct guesses will win a million dollars. You may ask these guests any question you like, but take note of their appearance physical and otherwise and where they appear in the party the butler is interrupted suddenly by the host of the party a man dressed as a vampire i want to suck your blood can you come in first you may enter okay i thought we were going to do the whole thing on the porch here no you may come into the foyer okay can i have something to drink well, you could go to the drink cart unless you want to guess who I am first. Are you Christopher Walken? Kelly gets the first one. <laughs> All right, nice. The host is Christopher Walken. And you two decide, let's head over to the drink cart, as Scott just said. Over by the punch, in a Miss Piggy outfit, the second guest of the party waves you over with an almost familiar look upon their face. Oh, Kermit, me. hey. <laughs> is this like a Silence of the Lambs thing? You're wearing your wife's skin? Oh, no, it's me, Mrs. Piggy. Oh, you got me. It's me, Kermit the Frog, you see? What is happening? <laughs> Did Johnny Carson get to the party yet? <laughs> Meanwhile, our third guest, dressed as a marathon runner, nearly runs into both of you, yelling, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Robert De Niro. Christopher, did you do a costume change? Nope. I'm quite neurotic. I'm walking here. Jerry, is that you? Nope. Nope. Oh, no. You guys haven't seen either of these movies I'm referencing. Oh, no. (laughs) He speeds off as if he's got to go um, meet the son of of his... Mr. Hoffman? Yes, it is Dustin Hoffman. Oh, I should have known from that... beautiful impression overwhelming already you head to the bathroom to catch your breath together where you find guest number four a person in a giant strawberry costume in the midst of a shower oh love i'm having a shower here ringo you're not answering any of my fan mail (laughs) the other one mr paul you are answering all of my fan mail George. It is John Lennon. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> what the hell? Got on oh, my first a guess. ghost! A ghost! <laughs> oh, and he phases through the wall and disappears forever <laughs> from this bit. Oh, no. 
That's Aim bullshit Barrett. that I wait. I lost because I guessed the two living beetles. <laughs> you the living Fuck you. <laughs> it is a Halloween. Okay, fine. I think we're tied, aren't we? It's two to two right now. We have three left. Oh my god. Em- embarrassed, you rush out of the bathroom and onto the balcony where you find a fifth guest dressed as a superhero looking through a telescope. There's a star, man. Look at the sky. <laughs> Mr. I Bowie, think Scott got there first. Got there You're first. also uh, a goey. Ah, and he phases through the telescope. <laughs> you head back inside and walk around the house a little, seeing guests you've already spotted dotted about the place, having conversations around the various drink tables. However, in one room, one guest sits on the couch watching this year's NBA Finals, dressed as the Joker from Batman. Yeah, I'm watching the Lakers. <laughs> I can't remember. Is it Mr. Nicholson? Is that you? I already said Jack Nicholson. Kelly got it. Oh, damn. We're tied three to three. You're thinking, fuck this party. Where is guest number seven? When suddenly a person dressed as a pirate crashes through the side wall, offering the million dollars to every single person there. You get a million dollars. You get a million dollars. Regis Oprah? I think Scott gets it by saying Regis Oprah. <laughs> Gotta hedge your bets. <laughs> it was Oprah Winfrey. All right, okay. that's fine. Scott wins our very special costume party. It was a close Novelty one. Project. Close match. I did like a double guess. I was like, I'm just going to split my... It's fine. You get it. It's fine. The million dollars. We can, really you know, we'll each though. take a hay point. <laughs> we'll tie with three and a hay points. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, because who wants to be a millionaire? That's true. That's a, that's a fair point, Kelly. Yeah, that's the only reason. Uh, truly, that was uh, sixty-six percent of the guesses were Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the few voices I can actually do. Hey, do it again, Marty. Don't be so hard on yourself. You can do your own voice. You do oh, a great impression of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I do all the time. Whoa, Kelly, holy, that's deep. No, not Kelly. Scott. Yeah. Do you have a novelty product for us this week? I do, Daddy. It's uh, I'm not, I could Google image search it and send it to you, but I'm just gonna say it because you know what it is. Uh, it's three letters, baby. We're talking the letter P, the letter E, the letter Z. Z. We're talking Pez dispensers. Um, I don't have a Wikipedia article, but I do have a quiz. But I mean, hey, you know them, you love them. Pez dispenser. Do I need to describe it? There's a little head on a stick thing that dispenses little like bars of soap that are candy treats, um, tangy like candy, D plus grade at hard candy, chalky <laughs> nasty candy. Yeah, that's a good. Yep, analysis. you can get like Scooby Doo's head or you know more fun than practical. I would say the the dispenser is clearly the candy was like okay, we've got this shitty candy. How do we market this to people? They're like, what right. about how we deliver the candy to them? Right, right. Well, what if you feel like you're like tilting back Scooby Doo's neck and then biting something out of his <laughs> fucking larynx? I never did that as a kid. I always pulled mine out. I never like put my mouth to it because I always thought that was like nasty. <laughs> And now I think I mean it is a little weird. Yeah. It's weird either way. If it shot out, that would be kind of sick though. If you could like <laughs> shoot it into your mouth. Catch it? Yeah. Uh Pez quiz, guys. Let's do it. Come on. Uh question one. Buzz in with your names. Multiple choice. 
Pez was invented in 1927 in which country? Was it A, Austria, B, Canada, or C, Sweden? Canada wasn't a country. I'm going to go Sweden. I guess I'll go <laughs> Austria. Kelly takes it. Uh, well, first of all, Canada was a country. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was Austria. Point to Kelly. Question two. What is the best-selling Pez dispenser of all time? Is it A, Boba Fett, B, Austin Powers, or C, Santa Claus? Santa, mm. Santa Claus. I'm going to go Boba <laughs> Fett. Wait. Okay, it was Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, damn it. I should have gone with the rest of I one. know. I was very right. confused with it. All right. Uh, point, two points to Kelly. I was confused because I was like, Santa Claus seems too obvious, but then the other two are like not ones I would expect to be. Yeah, so go with, with the obvious one, you idiot. I know. I made a mistake. <laughs> Which one of these strange Pez flavors was real? Was it A, cheddar, B, molasses, or C, chlorophyll? Um. <laughs> Marty, uh, A. I'm gonna go A. Cheddar. Kelly, molasses. care to venture a guess? I'll go with molasses. What if I told you no. you both got it wrong? Google it. Chlorophyll was a flavor of Pez. What? What on earth that means? I don't know what it would taste like. I don't it- know. Four plants? Truly, Google... Cl- yeah, it's You feed it to Venus flytraps. Uh, there's a chlorophyll Pez. I don't know That's what the wild. hell's going That's on. Wild. Question four. What is the name of the clown mascot used by Pez in the 70s and 80s? Bozo. Is it A... <laughs> is it A, Penny Pez, B, Peter Pez, or C, David Gilbertson? B. <laughs> B. B. Uh, a, it I is guess. it is B. Damn. Point to Marty, it's yeah. Peter Pez. All right. For the fifth question, I have before me in recent years Pez Co has released a line of emoji Pez dispensers. You are to volley back and forth guessing which emojis have an existing Pez dispenser. The first, uh, you get a negative point for if it doesn't exist. You get a point for if it does exist, and we go okay. until uh, we get bored of doing this. Kelly's two, up two to one, right? Yep, so we're going to let Marty guess first. Yeah, okay. Poop emoji is number one. I'm scrolling. Poop emoji. It's there. Yes. Uh, laughing emoji. Um... Laugh crying emoji? Is that? Yes, I was going to check if there was uh, two different ones, but yes, the laugh crying emoji is the only cry- laughing laughing emoji that exists as Pez. Back to Marty. Classic smile. Classic smile. It's described as happy Pez emoji. Yeah, okay. I'm going to give it to you. It's sort of a. Okay. Did you see specifically closed mouth smile? Well, yeah, that like, just like. That one. The Manny Patankin in Homeland smile one. Well, unfortunately, the happy Pez emoji, is, it's an open mouth smile. I'm still going to give it to you. That okay. is, but that one's eliminated. Okay. Back to Kelly. Three to, th- three, to three. Uh, The so- crying streams of tears emoji. 
crying emoji. Dreams of tears. There's a crying emoji where it's just like one tear. It's not what I'm guessing. I'm guessing the streams of tears crying emoji. There is no crying emoji at all, I'm afraid. What? Damn. Negative point. That's two to three. <laughs> Marty's in the lead. <laughs> and I'm starting to get bored. Let's say whoever gets first to five. Okay. I'm going to say hearts for eyes. Love Pez emoji exists. Six tongue, tongue sticking out emoji. Silly emoji. Exists. I'm going to go, I'm going to go monocle eye Pez emoji. <sighs> Idiot. Idiot. That's not even an emoji. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Doesn't exist as a Pez. Doesn't exist as a emoji. (laughs) So it's it's three to four. Uh, Kelly's in the lead. Um, Kelly, you can take it with this next guess. I want. Wait, how do I have four points? He has three. No, I have four. (laughs) Okay, fine. He has four. He has. I have four. (laughs) Money eyes emoji. Uh, That's a good one. I'm afraid not. Oh, all right. Okay, Marty, I'm going to take it back to you, and but I'm going to introduce a new <laughs> fact into this game here. Not all the emojis are face emojis. Is it what lady in the red dress? <laughs> <laughs> Good guess, but no. Big swing. Ah, uh, cat smiling emoji, smiling cat emoji. Oh. The cat series of emojis does not appear. You're both down to, okay. both down <laughs> to three. <laughs> All right, first one to zero wins. Let's yeah, just okay, start okay. guessing not good emojis. What about the puke no, one? No, if you both puke drop emoji. to zero, you the just you lose. Great. Nobody wins. They don't have the there puke is emoji. There's no, no puke emoji. <laughs> it's two to three. <laughs> I will guess the ghost emoji. No ghost emoji. This is stupid. Okay, just this. tell us. Okay, we're, we're never. All right. Okay, we all got bored. That's the end of the yeah. game. As we just <laughs> said at the beginning of this, surprised emoji, thumbs up emoji, chilling emoji, which is the sunglass smile, kissing oh, emoji, okay. loling emoji, love hard eyes emoji, silly sticking out tongue emoji, poop emoji, unicorn crystal pez emoji, sparkling heart pez emoji, rainbow poop pez emoji, angelic oh, yeah. pez emoji. Devilish Pez emoji. And rounding it out, straight down the plate, happy Pez emoji. This concludes the Pez quiz. I learned so much about Pez dispensers. (laughs) I'll never have to buy a Pez dispenser again. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you. My gift to you. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Oh, boy. I really appreciate it. We're all uh, in jail now because um, we were all deemed enemies of the state, of course, after the election. (laughs) Um,. So uh, that's right. Yeah, we we hope you're enjoying this. I'm clinking uh, this tin cup against the bars of my cell right now. <laughs> Put that in post, Marty. Okay, I will. <clears throat> I was, of course, already beheaded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're ahead on a stick right now. Your your yeah. head is in like I'm, Kelly's like lap. I'm, He's just like I'm Ned Stark sitting next to him like a basketball. Yeah, you know what they say when you get sent to jail: delete Facebook, get a lawyer, and. Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. 